Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piewarski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown. 2A views, conservative news, and Craig... I bet we're going another week without it, but thank God it's Friday. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we're going another day without it. I cannot believe that I totally forgot until you, well, obviously I forgot until you just reminded me. Oh, I'm it's so right. I forget to remind you. So, you yeah, it helps if you remind me before we go live. Oh, okay. All right. I, I was going to do that, but then, uh, you know, I decided not to. Well, thank you for deciding not to. Well, we were busy doing the other thing, you know, and it didn't, you didn't we didn't have time to do that. So we weren't ever going to get to that one anyway. It is what it is. It is what it is. How you been, sir? Uh, long day, work day, you know, trying to, trying to get work done and uh, continue to continue the party, you know, party on Wayne, you know. That is not an easy, that is not an easy thing to do because, uh, well, Sometimes the day can start off a little slow. <laughs> you, you, you know, you just let me down again. With the, what's the proper response? We went over this. What's the proper response to party on, Wayne? Oh, party on, Garth. There you go. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I will get to these odd cultural references sooner or later. Yeah, they must be East Coast things, you know? Uh, that's that's probably what they are, East Coast things. Cause, as soon as you say you them, know, I remember them. But it's one of those things, man, I haven't watched that movie in forever. See, we enjoy the finer things like that on the East Coast, unlike on the West Coast where you're running from mudslides and fires and floods and uh, yeah, killer bees. Well, hey, at least we don't have hurricanes. And, and, yeah, listen, and alligators that climb fences. <laughs> yeah, but we know that. We know that you you say that like alligators climbing fences is a, is a surprise. We know that <laughs> it was to me. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. No, I saw one actually crawl push its way through. Like I don't know if it was a, a it was some sort of a metal. It could have been a wrought iron fence. It pushed its way through. It didn't even bother to climb yeah. over. It just said, "I'm I'm going in here." Yeah, he's going. That's that's what gators do. Gators go where gators want to go. That's what happens. Yeah. Okay. That that's yeah, only that's not exactly selling me on the idea of Florida. But I am very. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's only one way to stop them. <laughs> you gotta you gotta shoot them, Elizabeth. Shoot them. Shoot them. <laughs> or uh, or just be faster than the next than the next guy next to you. That's it. That's it. All you gotta do. There you go. There you go. All right. Before we get going, man, why don't you go ahead and do me a favor and give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Say hi to our friends at Hitman Industries, hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. You got yourself an AR in the past five years, probably got one of their barrels, don't even know it. Now you can buy from them direct for your next AR build or just rebarrel your rifle. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now, you could take part in California's future today. Uh, Hog Holsters, that's H-A-W, 
H-A-W-G-Holsters.com, H-A-W-G-Holsters.com. Get the best in tactical concealed holsters on the market. Use the discount code, The Rundown. That's all one word, no spaces, all caps. The Rundown. And of course, if you want some awesome tactical gear, field gear, go visit our friends at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. These are our sponsors. They bring us to you so that, uh, well, we can bring you to them. So do us a favor. Do them a favor. Do yourself a favor. Visit their website. Just follow the links in the description to this program. Go check them out. Spend some money with them and make sure you tell them it was the guys over the rundown that sent you. And Mike, actually, I, I, I will. I thought I was going to disappoint today, but I am not because guess what? Thank God it's Friday. We got it while I'm stalling. Got it. God, it's Friday. Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Yes. You know what though? Now now I want to go to the car wash. At the car wash. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank God it is Friday and uh, we've got y'all tuning in. So let's uh, let's go ahead. And let's jump right into the news. Now, now that we've wasted enough time waiting for folks to join the program. All right. What do we have here? Story numero uno. All right. This is the reason why this is a big story is so there is a, 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 a San Diego County supervisor named Nathan Fletcher. He's a Democrat. Uh, the interesting thing about this guy is he's an anti-gun Democrat. He's a former former Marine. He is married to a former Assemblyman. By the way, he was a former Assemblyman himself. Uh, he was a candidate for state Senate. But um, he he was married to a woman who is now a, a head of one of the largest unions here in, uh, in the state of California. Now, all that having been said... He was a former Republican. When he was in the assembly, he was a Republican. And I knew this guy way back when. And basically what's happened is this guy decided that, you know what, he's not going to climb the political ladder in California as a Democrat. So, I mean, as a Republican, so he switched over to becoming a Democrat. And he became an anti-gun Democrat. Well, now a group uh, there in San Diego, down there in San Diego, uh, known as uh, San Diego San Diego County Gun Owners. Uh, by the way, let me take a step back. So this is a guy who recently was accused of, uh, who's been accused of uh, sexual assault. Uh, as a result, he has suspended his uh, suspended his, his state senate campaign, uh, and literally in his message in his tweets has said that you know what he does not feel comfortable. Uh, he does he's dealing with mental health issues, yada yada yada, and doesn't does not feel like he can continue his campaign and. Put all this stuff out there, uh, but we also know this is an individual that has a concealed carry permit, which means that we know that he has guns. So the folks over at San Diego County Gun Owners uh, uh, issued or, or requested what is called in California a gun violence restraining order, what the rest of you uh, might refer to as a red flag petition. 
uh, against the Sacramento County supervisor in order to have his firearms removed. And what's funny about it, this is a guy who is, I mean, literally is anti-gun. I mean, about as anti-gun as you can possibly get. Let me clarify. He believes in common sense gun control. Let me read the letter here for you. It says, as you know, there are many current laws uh, concerning firearms with which our organization disagrees, and we continue to work to get them overturned. I believe we all agree, however, that special treatment of elected officials should not be tolerable. Last week, a lawsuit against Supervisor Nathan Fletcher was filed, which includes accusations of sexual assault and battery, sexual harassment, and other illegal behavior. It is not unusual for those accused of this level of illegal activity to have their concealed carry permit, CCW, revoked uh, and a gun violence restraining order, GVRO, filed to remove access to all firearms. In addition to the lawsuit, Supervisor Fletcher released a statement stating that he is too mentally unstable to continue his campaign for state Senate and that he is entering treatment for addiction. Uh, Mike, under their own guise, that sounds like somebody who clearly needs to have his guns taken away. Yeah, he, he, he suffers from, you know, the, uh, uh, well, it, it wasn't meant for me. That law is not meant for me. He's going through that right now. Um, although, Craig, uh, it, it seems as though he's in the right party now. I mean, he may have started out as a Republican, but 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 now he's got uh, some sexual, uh, you know, some sexual deviancy, you know, some uh, sexual assaults allegations against him. He's got some some mental illness. Uh, you know, he's illegally carrying firearms now. Um, yeah, that's that's a Democrat. I don't. He's in the right party now. Well, some sort of addiction, and I'm wondering what sort of addiction he is. <laughs> I'm wondering what sort of addiction he is seeking he is seeking uh, 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 to be to have treated, but. You know, once again, it goes back to see the problem is, is like you said, he's he is like th these laws are not supposed to be for him. But now they're going to be applied or at least they should be applied to him. It will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, uh, Mike, Michael, Michael Schwartz over there at uh, San Diego County Gun Owners. By the way, folks, he is an example. And the folks there in San Diego are an example of, look, if you think if you think something needs to be done. Don't wait for other people to do it. Do it yourself. He started this organization that raises money, and the only issue they deal with is gun stuff. They interview local candidates. They 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 fund local candidates. They put money into their campaigns, or they put money against them if they're anti-gun. And they've done a lot to, to turn around uh, the attitudes of a lot of San Diego County elected officials on the Second Amendment. Yeah, he's good. He's good people. We've we've talked to him several times before, and getting a. Uh getting the lay of the land on what goes down there in, uh, in San Diego. But just like Craig said, though, folks, if you wait around for somebody else to do it, it's not going to get done. So right. uh, if you got the time and you've got the, uh, the availability, step up into step into the void and, uh, and seize the initiative. Yeah. So anyway, hats off to you guys down there in San Diego. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that this, uh, that this uh, gun violence restraining order goes somewhere. Cause it would, it would just, it would only be befitting. It would only be fair. Just saying. I mean, they are, in fact, in California, encouraging more people to seek gun violence restraining orders uh, or red flag laws, red flag orders against people. So here's their chance. That's going to work out for them. There you go. Yeah, maybe, it'll work, maybe it'll work all, out for them. All pretty in the end. It all comes together. <laughs> 
All right, this next story, uh, this one is coming out of Washington, D.C. And, you know, it is usually typical for, you know, uh, the the Friday before a holiday weekend. Uh, usually it's not unusual for them to drop, uh, just drop, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like not it's unusual for them to just drop stuff on the on, on the news because the whole goal is, is they're hoping that uh, you're not paying attention. They're hoping that by Dumping putting some of this stuff out there uh, that they can catch you. And, you know, you're, since you're not really paying attention, that they can sneak stuff by you, right? Well, in this case, they had a report that they were doing where they were talking about uh, that they were talking about uh, uh, the Afghanistan Afghanistan withdrawal. And in this particular case, what they did was, now, by, mind you, this was after, like, they said, look, the buck stops with me. That's what Biden said. It was my decision, and I think it was the right one. But the debacle of how it all went down was just horrid. And now he issues a, rep- a report and here you've got them, not only in the report, do you have them, half the report is blaming the Trump administration for why the for why their withdrawal was such a mess. And then then you have then you have their their spokesman, Mr. Kirby here, standing up and basically defending the administration and saying, I didn't see anything wrong. Here's here's a little bit of the press conference where he spoke. Uh, many aspects if you look at the Doha agreement and what led up to that. Um, uh, when President Trump took office, uh, there was more than 10,000 uh, American troops in Afghanistan. He took it down to 2,500. Um, he uh, negotiated the release of 5,000 Taliban prisoners uh, that were being held by the Ghani government. Uh, uh, without consultation with the Ghani government. He negotiated the Doha agreement with the Taliban without the Ghani Ghani government uh, in the room. Um, And he all but froze the special immigrant visa program, uh, which had been providing opportunities for some of our Afghan allies to get out of the country and to come come back. uh, so it was a, a general sense of degradation uh, and, the, and neglect there uh, that that the president I- inherited. All right, now, Mike, I, unfortunately, I couldn't get the clip where he literally said, yeah, there was no, I, I didn't see any confusion from where I was sitting. Um, I, I don't see how you blame the, I mean, I'm not saying that the Trump administration handled, handled Afghanistan perfectly, but I don't understand how this, how the, the debacle that was the pullout that resulted in the death of U.S. servicemen, I don't understand how that can at all be blamed on Donald Trump. Because well, they'll blame everything on Donald Trump. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what it is, Craig. Remember, that's 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 the issue. They don't. They don't care. Um, uh, you know, Donald Trump didn't go over there and, and set out to say, "I'm going to release five thousand Taliban because I love the Taliban." Donald Trump went over there and said, "We're getting out of this war. We're getting out of this war." And and you, uh, Ghani government, if you cannot provide, uh, uh, you know, services or guards for these for these five thousand Taliban, because guess what? Might have been in an Afghani prison. But uh, guess who was watching the Afghanis? Okay, uh, and how do I know? I don't know. Might have spent over a year over in that uh, crap hole. 
Um, it's a, it's, it was a, a, a worthless government. They could do nothing for themselves. We had to hold their hands or force them to do everything. And we knew the moment we left and took our paychecks or our, our checkbooks with us that they weren't going to do anything. So rather than just turn them loose against the Afghan people, Donald Trump went over there and got the, the release for them or the negotiated the ending of the prisons that we were watching and told the Afghans, you're in charge of this now. And you know what they did, Craig? Well, we don't know how to do that. So in his 5,000 release ended up being the Afghans going, well, we don't know how to watch prisoners. Well, and, and then on, on top of that, even when you look at the withdrawal, everyone agreed. I don't think, I don't think there are many people who are saying that we shouldn't have withdrawn, but even his own advisors and Donald Trump had talked about the fact that it was going to be one, it was going to be conditional. And the condition was yeah. we were going to keep 2,500 troops there. So basically yeah. to, to just, it, so that stuff like what happened doesn't happen, right? But that's not what happened. Yeah. Nope. I, I don't know who it was who advised him to close down the military air force base and go with the civilian base, which was a which which basically was go, was by all accounts going to be a lot harder for them to be able to get people out of, and and yeah. clearly he was ignoring the advice given to him by some of his Biden. military advisors Biden. on the ground. Yeah, that was Biden. Biden doing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm referring Close, to. Biden. Um, closing down that prison was what we had to do. Was one of the first steps we had to do to get out of that country, and that's something everybody agreed upon. Again, we tried to put that into the hands of the Afghans too, and they wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. So, you know, you know, if the Afghans fail to secure those prisoners, guess what happens when it's time to when it's time for a Biden and he just walks out in the middle of the night. Well, now you got a whole bunch of people that uh, are still in that country that hate you because, listen, I I'll blame I'm going to blame 90 percent of this on Biden the way he left, right? But mm -hmm. but Afghanistan hasn't done anything to, to protect themselves in about a thousand years, including the last. Uh, 40 or so since the Russians invaded, then the Mujahideen uh, took power, and then the Taliban, and then the United States came in. So, Well, you know, something that I will I've say, and this has been kind of a, a even Republicans have pushed, the, the idea of pushing democracy, uh, the problem is, is there's a certain value set that, that needs to be in place for democracy to work. Because what winds up happening in particular in in, in, in Muslim countries is, you let the people vote and they vote to institute an Islamic theocracy. <laughs> and so basically what they do is they vote, they vote, no, we don't want to govern ourselves. We want a theocracy run by, uh, run by the, uh, uh, oh, what's that document called? Sharia law. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, yeah. it's a value, it's a value issue. And then you just, you can't make someone appreciate something uh, appreciate or govern if they don't have the underlying values uh, that are consistent with what makes that form of government work. Yes, yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. And uh, you know, the government, you know, started to get together piecemeal. It was kind of a modified parliamentary presidential system, um, and you know. It was almost like it was forced too soon. They started to have elections and put in their uh, their representative and their parliament members, uh, yet none of them had any real power or constituents except for you know uh, you know the four major cities, yeah, five major cities. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I just what, what's what's beyond frustrating about this whole thing uh, is that. Uh,
is, is the literal. I mean, I, what it is is that he's planning now for his for his campaign. I mean, that's really what yeah. it comes down to. He is planning. He is getting himself prepared and ready so that he can run for re-election. And so clearly, something that he had once accepted blame for or credit for, whatever, however you wish to refer to it, uh, he has now decided that yeah, no, not going to do that anymore. Gonna retell his own stories. That's what he does. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. This next one. Uh, this is one that I'm looking forward to seeing how the mainstream media follows up on it, if they do at all. Uh, and it has to do with uh, a guy, uh, uh, journalist James O'Keefe. You might remember him from uh, from Project Veritas. And the, the mess that's going on over there, he's, he's left Project Veritas. Uh, he actually has created his own, uh, his own media company, uh, O'Keefe Media. And uh, one of the first things that he's done is create a video or program where he's talking about a Democrat fundraising operation called, uh, called Act Blue. And what he has discovered as a part of Act Blue, is that there are a number of different people, and they, they appear to be almost all senior citizens. But what they're finding is there are several different addresses at which there are thousands of donations for hundreds of thousands of dollars that are being made to Act Blue. Now, Act Blue, once again, is a big-time left-wing Democrat socialist uh, political uh, political. Uh, PAC. It's a PAC, Political Action Committee. And Mike, and, and once again, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of these interviews, but to a person, right, to a person, they are going and they're asking these people, uh, do you give money to Act Blue? And sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. Well, you know, how much have you given? Uh, and they say, well, you know, you know, maybe a little bit here, or a little bit there. Uh, you know, maybe a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, but Mike, they're not, it's not, I mean, when they find out that hundreds of thousands of dollars, or in some cases, just tens of thousands of dollars have been given in their name, uh, to this organization, uh, they're losing their, they're like, what, wait, what? No, I, I never get, I never gave that kind of money. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, you got to look at the, those, those the laws, right? With the uh, with the with the donation laws, the election standard laws, and figure out you know is this a crime? You know, Craig. You know, it's it it's as if uh, you know you or I sent a donation to the NRA in Shannon Watts' name. Is is is, is that is that a crime? Uh, because they're a lobbying organization. Um, you, you know, I get curious to see what the laws are, and this is going to vary by by state and jurisdiction. So, um, I you know, I would I would definitely be offended if I found that I had. Ten thousand or hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, uh, or of money, not my money, being sent to one of these uh, these 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 liberal uh, agenda agencies, uh, and uh, and I had nothing to do with it. Well, the the problem is is that someone is giving this money, right? And they're hiding who it is. If you give money to a political entity to a political action committee, you are obligated by law to actually say something about it. Uh, you are required. You're supposed to report it. And now we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, and, and probably when you add it all up, it's millions of dollars uh, has been given, 
And we don't know where that money came from. We don't know if it was foreign governments. We don't know if it was given by some billionaire. And by the way, I put a link to the uh, to the YouTube video where they talk about this. I put it in the uh, in the chat. So if you're watching it, however you're watching it, you should be able to see it there. Uh, once you don't do it, don't go watch it now. Not now. Don't watch it right now because you're watching us. <laughs> But go check it out. It is interesting. And I wanted to give a shout out. I think one of our, 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 our viewers, our audience actually shared this story with me. And unfortunately, I can't get to where I, I, I don't remember which one they put it on. So, but I'll see if I can find it and give you a shout out. And thank you for sharing that story. And by the way, if you guys have stories you'd like to hear us talk about here, share, go ahead and share it in the comment section. And we will, uh, we will make sure to go ahead and get that, get that information out. But this is an attempt to hide money, Mike, and that's 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 really what it is. And this could all be Chinese or or Ukrainian or Russian money being spent to help elect Democrats. Yeah, it could be you know they could be laundering money as well, you know, uh, you know from the criminal side as well. So, um, yeah, let's see, let's see who goes after it. You know, let's see, let's see if it happens. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I sincerely doubt yeah, no. it, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Would not surprise me one bit if they figured out that these were that these uh, were in fact the criminals, the criminals. All right, now we're going to move along. Oh wait, almost forgot. We got one more story before we move along. Right now, at least there are at least two, and it's supposed to be Dems, two DAs. Oh, okay, it's DAs. It's supposed to be dad. capital A. I was like, what's a dad? A dad. Two DAs. It's supposed to be two DAs. So it's supposed to be capital D and capital A and a small S. So two district attorneys. So there are at least two Republican district attorneys uh, that have already talked about or at least want to go into the idea or look into the idea of being able to prosecute the Bidens. And that's according to Representative James Comer. And, and, And this is important because people have to understand this is the door that was opened uh, the floodgate that was opened by by Alvin Bragg. In other words, uh, since he has made it okay and everyone thinks it's okay for him to go after a former president for, in this case, what appears to be one of the weakest cases ever filed by a by a uh, by a by a prosecutor. Um, there's absolutely no reason why other people who probably have much stronger cases against the big guy. Uh, shouldn't be able to file those cases. Why not? Listen, if that's the standard set, uh, and, and, you know, why not? If we could find criminal charges to go after them. I don't know, Craig. I don't know what criminal charges might be out there that might have uh, might be proven, might have come off of a laptop. I, I don't know. I have no idea what it could be. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they're out there. and They're actual cases. It's not something somebody has to make up and say, Look, here's a misdemeanor that was ruled not a misdemeanor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it 34 times felony count. You know, it's 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 not real. It's not real. As opposed to these real cases that are there. I, listen, I, let's let's throw a couple out there. Let's put a couple of DAs on them. You know, we know what's gonna happen after the election when the administration changes. Uh, let's go ahead and put a few on the burner now. Let's let's get them let's get them sizzling, Craig. Let's get people starting to smell that fried Brandon out there. Exactly, exactly. By the way, it was Chris Laird, Chris Laird who shared uh, who shared the story, who shared that story with us. So I want to make sure to give Chris a shout out. Thank you so much for helping us out. Um, well, yeah, there's there's legitimate stuff out there for which there is evidence. Uh, and uh, anyway, 
but the, here's what's going to happen. They're going to refer to that as malicious prosecution. That's exactly what they're going to do. Because, well, remember, Mike, this is stuff that they get to do, right? They get to, you know, throw Molotov cocktails at police officers and attempt to burn down federal buildings. But uh, if you go on an unguided, unauthorized tour of the, of the, of the state capitol, then you should spend your, the rest of your life in jail. In many cases, it was a guided tour. We have the video of the police officers doing. We that. have at least one. We have at least one individual receiving a guided tour by multiple, uh, multiple yeah. Capitol police officers. Yeah, <laughs> I folks, that's not an exaggeration. It's not. I literally, yeah. you can watch the video where they opened the door and let him into the Senate chambers. I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you justify that. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you 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 then say he's the most he's one of the most dangerous people in the entire country and needs to be in jail. You got one police officer that shoots and kills an unarmed woman that clearly has her hands free because he's in such fear, and then you have other officers that are going, "Yeah, come on over here, and over here's where you see the uh, the bathrooms for so and so, and over here's the giving the tour." Yet, how can one claim? He believed his life was in jeopardy where the others, the majority of them clearly weren't. I don't know. Sounds to me like a bad decision. Sounds like he made the wrong decision and somebody should be indicted. Well, there you go. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, now we're on to the, uh, we're on to our parting shots brought to you by hog holsters. That's hogholsters.com. Make sure you use discount code, the rundown, all caps, no spaces. All right, Mike, you want to give a preface to this one? Because we only have one. It's a video. And I'm going to let Mike go ahead and give a quick preface to it. All right. I'm just going to say two words. South Park. There we go. Yes. There we go. And so don't, I, come, don't come back at us. Don't come, don't back, come at back at us. us. We did not do this. We did not produce this. But I will say that I do want to say this. Uh, there is some uh, unapproved language uh, in it. And uh, I you know, just want you all to know. Uh, yeah, we didn't have time to bleep it out before we started the show today. So, hey, it it goes along with the uh, everybody's a victim these days. Let's it just does. It does. It. I will say this. It does totally, in fact, fit this particular video. All right, here we go. Totally white. I'm also part Northern Asian and even some Kurdish. I'm a victim of oppression. I used to get in trouble for always using the N word. Test is easy. Simply swab the inside of your mouth and send it into our labs. People made fun of me for being French. DNA and me showed I was 8% Navajo. Nobody's making fun of me now or my people who are victims. I'm 13% victim. I'm 21% victim. Order now and find out if your friends should be more sympathetic towards you. DNA and me. Are you in? Hell yes, I'm in. Okay, yeah, I was able to, I figured out how to, I couldn't bleep it, but I did. He used the N-word in case you couldn't tell from the preface. I'm not a fan of using the, people using the N-word, so. Oh, I heard it. I heard Randy get bleeped at the end with the F, but I heard the N-word. Oh, the F-word is, okay, that, that's, we're, we're fine with the F-word on the show. Yeah. It's the N-word that I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of. Well, I heard the F-word bleeped, not the N-word, so. Oh. 
but you're on the west, you're on the west coast, not the east coast. So it might have been the opposite here. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so you know, I'm like this: if everybody is a victim, then guess what? Nobody's a victim. They're all victims. Everybody's a victim. Everybody's mm-hmm. a victim. Look, I'm thirteen percent victim. We're all victims. And by the way, folks, just so you know, the guys over at South Park, what I like about them is they they will they will hit on anybody. They will make fun of anybody. So this is not a partisan political shot. It is literally just a reflection of what they see in society. What was it? it was like two years ago during COVID, they got some award for uh, uh, for uh, you know putting out uh, you know the liberal message, and they got there, and they were like you. You, you know we're conservatives, right? And we're making fun of you people, right? <laughs> Clearly not paying attention. No. All right, Mike, before we head out today, how about the second uh, little shout-out to our sponsors? Hitmanindustries.net. That's hitmanindustries.net. You can get rifle and pistol calibers in any length barrel you desire. Well, up to about 26, 28 inches, you know. Uh, so check out hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you could take part in California's future today. Uh, and then, of course, you want some awesome field gear, tactical gear, go to the go out in the woods gear, go to uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Once again, please visit our sponsors and make sure you tell them the guys over at the Rundown sent you. And with that, today's show is a wrap. We very much appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. We'll be back on Monday. Fun day, gun day. Uh, Don't miss us too much over the weekend.